Welcome to the Urban Community Podcast, a place where we share stories of people and initiatives that are boldly and creatively making their cities more sustainable and equitable. My name is Sophia Silverton. Thank you for joining us. Today, I'm very happy to be speaking with Amy, whose bicycle-powered pop-up hub is touring around the Waltham Forest borough of London, England, sparking climate conversations, among others, in a lovely way. Hi, Amy. Hi, Sophia. Glad to be here. Amy, could you tell the story of your initiative, maybe starting with the name, Hubren? What does that mean? So Hubren is... Is like a it's like a contraction of hubs of Wren, and it's a neo Confucian term, um, like sort of ancient Chinese philosophy. There's supposed to be about this. It's like describes the sense of um, sort of love and awe that you feel as you contemplate the deep interconnectedness of all things, of how we are connected to the universe. And I just thought it was like, um, yeah, just really beautiful and actually really summed up you know, what I felt and what I hope the hub will help generate. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about this hub. How does the concept of Ren play into it? <laughs> How does the, that's, a, that's a good question. How does the concept of Ren play into it? Well, I'm, I'm working, I'm having, a, I'm having a poster being worked on right now about the deep interconnectedness of all things because I think it's something for us all to, to sort of, be reminded of and be aware of that you know we're not sort of this, these individuals separated from each other we're not individuals separated from nature like nature isn't a thing out there climate change isn't a thing out there we're all deeply embedded in systems of reciprocity you know the the air in our lungs is breathed out by algae algae in the ocean you know the water that makes up our you know that makes up our blood and our tears, you know, is, is like constantly recycled through like natural systems that work. So we're not separate from these systems that keep us alive. And, um, and for me, remembering that is something that's really beautiful. <laughs> and, um, and I think too often we're sort of separated from that through, through um, our ideas of science and progress and, and, um, sort of like neoliberal capitalism that sort of seems to always want to turn us into little individuals, little consumers, not connected to each other. So so that's why I think Ren is a good good thing to keep in mind. Our interconnectedness is very important. <laughs> and also the interconnectedness of all the different crises. So climate change as itself it is not one thing. It's like it's more of a symptom of like wider systemic problems to do with exploitation capitalism, um, consumerism, it's like it's all these different systems, um, you know, racism, it's, it's all these different systems all like playing into each other. It's not just like one thing. Yes, no, it's really important to hear about the background values and the thought that goes into work like yours that's trying to make cities more just and sustainable. And But I'm, I'm realizing now for our listeners, if you could explain to them what Hubren actually does. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Hubren is a cargo bike that unfolds out into a, into a friendly, colourful, slightly strange-looking space um, that is like a part 
mobile reading room, part art installation, part information desk that um, invites discussion and imagination and um, just friendly chats really about climate, about our communities, about how we talk about how climate will affect our community, about the worlds that we need to build that will address these problems. What I hope it is, it's a space that we can talk about climate that is in a, in a constructive way, in a creative way, and, and, and with compassion as well, because I think the way that climate has been talked about so much, um, particularly in the last 40 years, in our, in our society here, it's, it's very, it's like threaded through with lots of guilt, with individualism, with a lot of dystopian thinking, and it really stops people from talking about it and thinking about it in like constructive ways. Could you give an example maybe of how your hub encourages compassionate conversations about climate change? I don't think people are often asked how they feel about climate and allow the space to sort of talk about that. And I try and just like let people just to talk about it and and try not to jump in with, well, actually, you know, just try and give people people the space to talk and express and and um I, and recognize that if they do, you know, if they do have like deep, sad, strong, angry feelings about it, you know, say that those feelings are really their rational responses and all all responses to climate are rational in their own way you know like people people can be very self-defensive and and that's understandable given the way it's been talked about in so many ways um so I always recommend um Active Hope which is by Joanna Macy and Chris Johnston and that is about recognizing our feelings and recognizing you know honoring those feelings and then using using the energy of those feelings to sort of push you into sort of work, working towards building the world that you want to see. So Amy, I understand that your hub is very art focused. It has posters with beautiful designs. It's very colorful. You have engaged with artists in the past from what I understand to help produce such posters. And I know that you personally have a background as as a sort of uh, activist photographer role. And so what I am really curious to hear more about is, in your view, how does art um, and culture help us tackle the climate emergency? Well, you know, it's all about storytelling, isn't it? Like, we're primates who build the world around us and make sense of the world by telling stories. You know, we're all for most, ever since we started making sounds that were understandable to each other, we were sitting around fires telling stories. And I think this, maybe we've been failed in a way over the last, you know, the last 50 years or so of storytelling around how we talk about climate, how we talk about our place in nature, how we talk about collective work together. I think the hero story as the one hero saving us all. That's like, the story's kind of let us down in a lot of ways. We need more stories of, of humans working together and solving problems. And though, and like where, where we're all heroes, we need definitely more stories of that. Also the way that we talk about the future, the way that we've been talking about the future is so disempowering as well. I think like most of the, most of our, 
movies, mainstream movies and so many books as well that talk about like what the future are very dystopian. Like I think really there's been such a huge dystopian imaginative output recently. But so we're very bad at like painting the kind of picture to go towards. We've been painting a lot of pictures about what we don't want to do, what we're afraid of. But we need more stories about the possibilities and, and like, you know, beautiful futures and because if we can't talk about those things and can't imagine them, they're less, they're less likely to, to happen. I've also learned that with your hub, Ren, you're hoping to reach out to people who get left out of climate conversations, who are not a part of these discussions. Could you expand a little bit on that and what it looks like or what it might look like in practice for you? So yeah, I've been I've been part of the climate movement for the last 15 or so years and I've noticed that in the movements that it's very white and middle class and and you know part of that is because to show to have the time to show up to do this what essentially volunteer work you need to be you know have some kind of financial security you can't be worrying about your bills a, a lot you know that it, it stops a lot of people from showing up it creates thresholds for people for people who maybe aren't white and middle class there's like thresholds become harder to cross um so that's why I thought having the hub sort of on wheels that can pop up in different places might be a way to address that threshold white white spaced threshold so I've been trying to sort of take it to different places um, and try and build, take it into different places and different communities and pop it up there. But it takes time to sort of build trust and build relationships to kind of come into these places. I'm learning you can't just like pitch up at a place and expect to have these conversations. You have to sort of build trust with the people who are there and, um, and this, and this, and this takes some time. So, yeah, but, but it's been interesting. I was at, there's like this lovely like tool library that popped up in a in a community space, a com- like a little, it's like part of like a, a housing estate and community centre. You know, it's, it's called the Walthamstow Tool Library, and they had a second birthday there a couple of weeks ago, and um, and it was it was really lovely because there was you could go and get your tool sharpened, and you could make kimchi and do like crafts and 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 yeah it was quite nice like lots of different people were coming like it seemed like quite a mix of people from in the community so and it was like yeah, it was it was on a street so it was like on a street corner so lots of people were coming past and stopping and talking so so yeah i'm really impressed by by the work that you're doing getting out there you know interacting with people which sometimes is not so easy could you share with us what motivates you to do this, to do this work with Hubren? You know, I am deeply passionate about, about climate, about how we address it as a society. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I would probably say I'm like pretty obsessed with it. <laughs> so, um, you know, because I have like a deep love for this beautiful planet we're on and, and you know, our rich cultures of, and art and, and, and family and coming together and having a good time and just you know I love all these things and I want I want I want us all to keep doing it I want us all to still have beautiful rich lives in 100 years time I want my daughter who's eight to have to have a, a 
a fulfilling life that is free from fear when she's my age. And, you know, sometimes I think the way we're going with business as usual, I don't, I don't, I think that's less and less likely. So that's a big motivator. Okay. I want to just be a part of the force that helps steer, steer this ship in a slightly less destructive direction. I'm always trying to encourage people to become, you know, to be aware of like, there's so much work that goes on in our community. There's so many different groups. There's, there's so many different kind of direct, there's direct action groups. There's people who take care of their local parks. There's people who set up food distribution hubs. There's so, so many people care about each other. And I think that's like where, where our future lies, it lies in our communities taking care of each other. It's not right now, the government that we have, the, the government that we have and the formal government we have, they're not going to show up and save us. And we can't do this work on our own as individuals. Like, like how we save ourselves is in community. It's with our neighbours. That's, that's how we're going to, that's how we will hopefully thrive. Is there a moment recently, um, no matter how small, that has given you some hope that you would like to share? So uh, I'm not going to lie. I have been feeling the weight of, of certain recent events um, and it's been making me feel a bit frustrated and sad. You know, um, the UK news has not been super great. <laughs> and I think also just just staying with the trouble you know it, it, it's it's hard work you know I can understand why people want to turn away from it so I have myself been having some feelings of of, of just being a bit tired and a bit despondent but um but I finally went to our local local volunteer group of Stony Down Park and we've been meaning to join it and I finally went to a meeting last night and there were about 12 people from all around the neighborhood you know, quite varied backgrounds and uh, it wasn't just a bunch of like nice old white ladies, which often are at these things. It was actually more varied. And just the care that everyone brought, the care, the pleasure of this park and and, and the genuine care for the people in this community. Um, and I was just really reminded about how important it is to to show up to these places and important it is to like recognize that there are lots of people out there that do really care about each other and want to show up in their own time and want to help so um yeah it was good it really lifted me up I'm so happy to hear that is there anything else that I have not asked you about today that you wish that I had so I, I do constantly find myself going back to um, Rebecca Solnit's book Hope in the Dark about how words about hope being a verb uh, are so important and also that we need you know we need to always keep telling the stories of how we won how how people power actually won because like all these changes all all the all the things that are good in our world are all the rights they were hard fought and hard won and it was and they came about because people imagined something better and kept working towards it in in a group you know the beautiful world is possible and and also on the other side you know there is so much to keep doing because every tenth of a degree really does matter you know every tenth of a degree is 
is is life saved is time gained you know so it's all it's all worth fighting for so yeah hope is a verb i think i want to write out a beautiful world as possible and just put it everywhere in my line of vision that's a, a quite a motivating <laughs> mindset cool good yes yeah i hope that was not too garbly and waffled but yeah i think it's about um yeah yeah, we've got to keep keep that beautiful vision ahead of us. Yes. No, waffles are delicious. <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> Thank you so much. I I really, uh, yes, I really enjoyed this conversation with you today, Amy. Great. Thank you. I enjoyed it too. 